Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Revelation 7, today's epistle for the fourth Sunday of Easter. Then one of the elders addressed me saying, Who are these clothed in white robes and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. This is God's word. Perhaps some of you remember the story of the emperor's new clothes by Hans Christian Andersen. The story goes that a rich, powerful emperor was visited by a traveling merchant who offered to sell to him and make for him clothes of the finest, most delicate, most luxurious silk thread that you could not even see the thread unless you are a person of wisdom and greatness and noble character. A person of ignorance and foolishness. A dim-witted person would not be able to see the thread that makes these clothes. And when the merchant holds up the thread to show to the king, the emperor, the emperor can't see them. And yet, he doesn't want to admit that he can't see this luxurious thread. And so he says, go ahead, make me the clothes of this fine, fine thread. And the merchant does craft for him the clothes that the emperor wears. And he goes about telling people about this fine, luxurious thread that you can only see if you're a person of wisdom and greatness and noble character. And that a person who is foolish and dim-witted and ignorant would not be able to see the thread. Of course, no one wants to admit to the emperor that they can't see the clothes that he's wearing. And so the story goes that one day as the emperor was processing through the city, as part of a parade in his new clothes. The people all hailed what a marvelous garment the emperor had, that he was a person of such wisdom and character and such a noble man that he could wear these fine clothes. And it was a young, young boy there along the streets of the city who finally called out, the emperor's not wearing any clothes. Of course, the wisdom of a child revealed that the emperor had been swindled. He was marching down the street in his birthday suit because he had no clothes on at all. His luxurious garments were not real. St. John, in today's reading from Revelation 7, talks about garments that are seen in his vision. But to us, the people of God, they are invisible. They can't be seen with the eye. And yet, these are indeed a rich, luxurious, glorious garment that is given to the people of God. We know that John is having a vision of things in heaven and on earth. 
And that there's a lot of symbolism and imagery that is used in the book of Revelation. But this image of those who are before the throne of God, a great multitude, fits with how we're accustomed to picturing heaven. Isn't it? A multitude singing together. People clothed in white robes. I know I've probably said this before, but I always, as a child, in my mind's eye, pictured heaven being a bunch of people singing, doing a lot of singing, and everyone had a white robe on. That image comes from Revelation chapter 7. Now, throughout the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the identity of Jesus as he's revealed in Revelation. But this reading from Revelation 7 is a bit different. While the Lamb is there at the throne, Christ the Lamb who is worthy to open the scroll of God's salvation. That was last week's message in Revelation 5. The emphasis here is on that multitude that's before the throne. They are those who cry out, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The angels join in worshiping with them. The four living creatures, the elders, they all cry out, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving, honor, power and might. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. One of the elders addresses St. John and asks him, Who are these people in the white robes? From where have they come? And I love that John just punts the question back to the elder. Sir, you know. He said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. Now we don't know if John's vision here is a literal description of what we will look like in heaven. Will we literally be wearing white robes? We don't quite know. But what we do know is that to be before the throne of God means that you have been washed, your robes have been made white in the blood of the Lamb. Because the Lamb is worthy, which we heard in Revelation 5 last week, our robes are made white. Throughout Holy Scripture, the blood of sacrifice has the power to cleanse, to make clean. And it is the blood of Jesus that washes away your sin. It is the blood of Christ and the blood of Christ alone that means you have a place in eternity before the throne of God and before the Lamb, Jesus Christ. We pointed this out in last week's text, and here it is again. This multitude before the throne, it's you. You are in John's vision. You are among those who spend eternity before the throne of God and the Lamb, serving him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them, will shelter you with his presence. 
To be in heaven with our Lord God and with the Lamb forever is the undoing of what came undone in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, saw their nakedness, and realized that they were broken in their relationship with God, and so they hid. When God restored them and promised them salvation, he made clothes for them. He covered them. And so he covers you. Because if you think you can have a place in heaven because of your own works, your own sufficiency, your own inherent goodness, then you are a fool. A fool who has nothing to cover their sin, their shame, and their guilt. But the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, covers a multitude of sin. It covers all sin. And so today in Revelation 7, Jesus reveals to us that salvation is found in his blood. He reveals his salvation in the white robes that we wear, made white in his blood, shed for you and for me. Because only in his blood can we stand before the throne and join in the praises with the multitude for all eternity. Now this is a vision of things off in the future. We don't think of ourselves as standing before the throne right now. And yet, there's this weird thing going on with time in the book of Revelation. You know, things in heaven that may seem off in the future can have realities for us right now. Because God is not bound by time like you and I are. We look forward to a coming of Jesus off in the future where Christ will raise the dead and we will live with him for all eternity and we will sing our praises before the throne of God and before the Lamb for all eternity. But we do not need to wait until our feet stand before the throne of God to know that we're clothed in white robes. No, the blood of Jesus Christ washes away our sin and clothes us in righteousness even now. It's why there's a tradition in the church of when a little child is brought to be baptized that oftentimes a white gown is put on that child to show that they are washed not just in the water of baptism but in the very blood of the Lamb that makes our robes white, that clothes us in Jesus Christ himself. He, the perfect law keeper, the one who perfectly does his Father's will, the one who is worthy to be the sacrifice, the one who makes our robes white in his blood. This Lamb, Jesus Christ, 
according to our reading today, is also our shepherd. The elder says to John, For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The lamb who is worthy is also the shepherd. Who leads us and guides us to living water. Who leads us to be covered in the blood that takes away our sin. Or in the words of our gospel for today, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. In the words of Jesus, in the gospel that he has brought about with his death and resurrection, we are led away from the foolishness of trying to justify ourselves and trying to make ourselves right before God. Because that sort of a person is an even greater fool than an emperor with no clothes. And yet, in God's wisdom, Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, leads us to living water, leads us to the fountain of blood that flows from the side of the lamb. He is both lamb and shepherd. The one whose sacrifice cleanses us and the one who leads us there with his voice. Dear friends in Jesus Christ, the voice of your shepherd, Jesus, calls you to be washed, to be clothed, to be covered in the righteousness he has given to you by his blood. He's given it to you already. And when you sense that brokenness that exists, not just between you and God, but you and the rest of your fellow humanity, come hear the voice of your shepherd who holds before you his death, his sacrifice, his worth, which are your salvation. Let us join before the throne of God and the Lamb. Not just at the end of all things, but even now. For the Lamb is worthy, the Lamb is slain, and the Lamb is risen, and his salvation is ours. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.